From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 534. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by your other host, the main host, the man with the plan, Pen Daddy, Brad Dowdy. <laughs> I was not expecting that this morning. Yeah, was I kind of needed that. Wasn't Thank expecting you, it either. These Sometimes these things, they just leave my mouth, and I'm not yeah. ready for yeah. what's going to happen. And I just let the, I, I kind of do the disconnect between the brain and the mouth <laughs> and see what happens. That's pretty that much happened. this entire show, mm-hmm. right? This entire show is like a disconnect mm-hmm. from let our go, brains and to like reality. Go, you know? <laughs> so yeah, we're, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about pens. That's, that's what the show is about. I don't know if you know that like 534 episodes into mm-hmm. it, this is a podcast about pens and I voted for pens this week, Mike. Um, I mean, I every day I vote for pens. Like it's yeah. just in my nature. Like it's it's like my move. Um, but last week we talked about the OKB forty eight. The vote was up, so I thought I would tell everyone what I actually voted for and what the little voting process is like. If you are so inclined, we have probably like for all of our many dozens of listeners, we probably have like one or two that might actually click through and vote for this because uh. it's you know it's it's very. Uh, kind of a tricky little thing you know it's all you have to google translate it the whole thing and it's kind of a kind of a mess and it's also like standard pens you know ballpoints and jelly pens but you know that's my passion right that's like my number one thing is this type of pen so just to let everyone know i went and put in my vote and it's basically a google doc that has yeah, <laughs> that I had to translate to make sure I was getting the right things. And obviously still some of that doesn't always come through, but I could pretty much get the gist of it. And it's really simple, but I, I've i done this before. Like I voted in this several times and it's always the same. Whoa. And the very first thing you have to do. I'm looking at the is, form. I can't believe yeah. <laughs> Google doesn't offer translation on the form. Yeah. yeah oh, so actually I, I can in Safari. I can translate it. Yeah, that's how I did it. So I just did the Safari translation, which is still not great. When you're using like brand names, right? Those tend to get lost, right? As as opposed to like the traditional, you know, traditional words. You know, when you start messing with brand names, it gets a little funky. But the weird thing about this is the very first question is, okay, pick five, your five favorite pins from the 48 pins listed. (laughs) It's like, is that really what we're going to do here? It's like, we're just going to go, I'm going to grab my five favorite. I'm going to have to look through this whole 48, you know, and I can, I can eliminate it pretty quickly, but for, you know, a lot of people, it's going to be like reading through this thing. It's like, what even is this mess? But I was able to narrow it down to five. So my five in no particular order were the Pentel Energel Euro, which is the needle tip 0.35 millimeter Pentel Energel that I love and want to be the main market uh, Energel. Uh, but that's probably never going to happen. Uh, the Zebra Sarasa Clip, which is another great gelling pen. The Uniball Signo DX. The Uniball Jetstream Edge, which is the fancy premium Jetstream, you know, with those aluminum barrels mm-hmm. that came out about a year ago, look fantastic. And then the Tombow Monograph Light. So out of this, like 48, so. They had this, this is kind of, they don't necessarily take the exact results from last year to put in the vote for this year, right? Because there's new pins and things like that. But it's kind of, you know, a carryover from the previous year. So there's some favorites in there that I could I could probably pick like a top 10 out of that list would be a little bit better and then kind of narrow it down more from there. But I was limited to five. Those are my five. So then you go to the next page. It's like, okay, you have your five favorite pens. 
pick your one favorite out of those five that you picked. The the problem is they don't narrow it down on the page. It still lists 48 pins, so you got to go find the one. So I picked the Uniball Signo DX, which it long-term listeners know this is my favorite gel ink pen. Like it's pretty, you know, pretty far ahead of, of everything in my mind. So what kind that was of my voting w- system is this? This must have a name, right? <laughs> like pick five and then pick your favorite. Someone's going to, that must be some kind of voting system. Yeah. Yeah. I see what they're but doing. I, it's like weighting it, right? So here's my, is. here's the top five and here's my top one. I think there needs to be another weight. Why can't you just, why why is it five and then pick one? Why can't you be like, this is number one, this is number two? Right. I think there needs to be a different, broader weighting in it. But I I don't know enough about this. Ranked choice voting. Yeah, I don't don't exactly know. But I, I, I do wish there, I don't know how they end up with 48 pins in this type of system. Like, are all these, like, is literally every pen getting a vote? Because only about a thousand, between like thousand, twelve hundred and fifteen hundred votes get registered. Is every pen getting voted for in Probably this list? Not. I I would think not, right? So, um, it, it's interesting to me. So, huh. I then, you know, so I then weighted my, my one from the five. But I, I feel like there's some kind of intermediate step that's missing here. Yeah. Like, or, a, or a bigger step that needs to happen first to break it down. Almost like a 10-5-1 type of situation just to get the weighting a little bit better and a more representative list, right? Like a top the top 20. How accurate is this top 20? I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. So, so that's it. Like, that's how you pick. So you pick five, and then you pick your one favorite from the five, and then the last page has a couple of fill in the blanks. It's like, what is the reason you like the pen you chose? And then you have to type in, I was like, do they, are they taking these into consideration? Like why? I don't know that they are. Right. So I just put in, it has the best 0.38 millimeter line consistency. And then it says, the next question is, what do you want from a ball pen? And it's like, I was like, why do we need to answer these little questions? I'm not sure how this balances out any like voting that you're doing on these pens. Market research. I guess so. I guess so. And then the last one is actually the most valid question is what pen isn't listed that you would like to see next time, right? So that's how they can build the list from, you know, some of the ones that are missing. And I put in the Karen Dash 849 ballpoint because like it would never, I don't know that that pen would crack my top 20. It would probably be in my like 15 to 20 range. But this list has things like the Lamy Safari ballpoint and some really like the Tombow Air Press pens. It's got some really strange pens. And I think like the the Karen Dash is it's it's not a strange pen, but it's like one of those middle tier kind of expensive pens that I happen to love that I think is a great quality, but it doesn't it's never gonna get the play of like a you know, Signo DX that's two dollars and fifty cents. You know, it's like a twenty five dollar pen or a thirty dollar pen. Uh, kind of like the Safaris or some of these other ones, but like it deserves to be in. Like if you're making a list out of forty eight pens, yeah, the eight forty nine needs to be on there. Looking at some of these other ones, so that was kind of my experience with the vote. If anyone uh, is interested in how this thing uh, works, it it's really qu- short and quick. I'm just not sure it's great. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and it it hasn't changed for years. Like I've been doing this for years, and it's it's the same setup every year. And I was, but I. I don't know. It seems like there's a better way, but I don't know that I have an answer. Like, I think there should be more waiting for a broader spectrum of pens here. Um, but who knows? Who knows? They, they, I guess they know what they're doing. They, the end results end up shaking out pretty well, right? Like I've never had a real problem with, with the results. And, you know, there's some weird things jumping in the top 10 from time to time, but uh, overall, I think it, it, I, 
it's a pretty top heavy category anyway, right? Like the best pins are going to be the best pins just year after year. Sure. And um, it's every now and then you'll get something like the zebra blend sneaking up in there. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's pretty good. So that was uh, that was my look at the uh, OKB 48 vote. So there you go. So you got something in the mail. Uh, it was a, a little little bit delayed from from last week. Is that where we were at? Yeah, yeah. That's my what happened? Canalea Punakea, Punakea. Mm-hmm. The pen we spoke about last week. Canalea yep. obviously sponsored the show, and they sent me this pen uh, for review. They don't know this yet, but I will be buying this one from them um, <laughs> because I adore it. I got the Maya Lay version, which is quickly becoming for me like. I think it's the Canalea to buy. I think that's very it, much a you thing. Like yes. that's perfect for you. Yeah. I I'm I don't know if I necessarily recommend it for everyone to just do it, but I would right. recommend everyone to look at it and if they get a chance to to hold it. Um I think it's just this is where they put the little silver band around the cap. I I if it just adds something to me that I really enjoy. Like I am a person who quite a lot of the time holds the cap when they write. Like I hold the pen caps mm-hmm, when I write because mm-hmm. I never post. Same. And the, the added weight on the cap just feels very satisfying to me. Um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I think the the look and the the aesthetics of it are just uh, just amazing with with the band. Like it's not mm-hmm. my style. Like we've talked about this a million times, right? Like I I like a lighter weight and mm-hmm. things like that. But that doesn't mean I like the the aesthetic of it is is awesome. And the medallion is matching Argentium silver, so that looks good. And the right. you know the, the nib is silver in this one too, um, and so like the whole thing just works really well together. Yeah, and the the the, the, the base colors, yeah. the base colors of the pin complement like all the hardware really, really well. At some point, I need to get one with a clip just to see what that's like. I'm just intrigued. I did that. I did that. I did that same thing. I was like, I need to switch up what I usually get. I usually get the classic flush. And I was like, let me try this with the clip. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's good. And I went right back to the flush. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's it's great. It's probably how I would go too. But I'm just intrigued. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'll say like, you know, now I've seen it. I expected it would be the case. But I think this might be their best resin design. Um, Yeah, it's pretty cool. The, the the amount of color variation is wild. It did make it one of the hardest choices I've made in a long time as to what ink to put in this pen. Like I could not work it out. Like I was thinking of putting in the Ibisu gold, and I may still do that. I didn't go with that in the end. Mine has a right. lot of gold in it, but I didn't yeah. do it because I don't know. I don't love that ink. Like I think it's fine, but I don't love it you get you get tired of it pretty quickly like before yeah you use like a whole converter i'm the same way and it quickly becomes just like a weird brown which is like not one <laughs> after and so like you know i was looking at this pen and i kind of couldn't i could not come to a, a decision and so i asked adina and she recommended iroshi zuku murasaki shikibu which is a purple mm-hmm. ink which i have not used before like she owns it and i had never used it and so i was like yeah, go on then. This kind of the way that I treated it with this pen was I couldn't find something to match, so I just went with something very contrasty. Mm-hmm. Like there is not really any purple in this pen. Like there's a lot of red and blue in mine that intersects, so it has a kind of purple look to it, but it's not purple. And so right. I just figured I'm just going to go with something wild and kind of out there for it. 
And, it's a good yeah. choice. It's a really bright purple. So it yeah, kinda, it def- I can see it definitely favoring the pen for sure. And yeah, frankly, like I'm in love with it. Yeah, that's great. Super good. That's great. Super I'm, super I'm good re- pen. Really, really. Uh, I think they did a great job mm. with with that one. And like I said last week, I think they're on a they're on quite the run here recently. So. All right, I want to talk about a couple of new pens from Diplomat. Um, one just came into uh, my view yesterday. Uh, when I was on stream, the question was, hey, Brad, have you seen Diplomat's new eyedropper? And I'm like, no. Um, and let me see that because Diplomat and eyedropper pens, are, that's not something that kind of works in my brain. Like when mm-hmm. I think about Diplomat, I think about metal pens and I generally don't think about eyedropper systems in metal pens. So I was like, let's, let's see this. So, <laughs> so we went and looked at it on Instagram. So we'll have a link in the show notes, uh, here to go check this out. Well, first we saw like the flat images, um, like and the, the retail images. And I was like, it just looks kind of average, right? Like I like the Diplomat Arrow. Diplomat's interesting design wise. They, there's no middle ground. I don't, I don't think in their designs, they're either kind of like standard traditional or they're like in the Arrow and Zeppelin mold where they're kind of like very, very modern, like ultra modern designs. And I, I prefer Diplomat's kind of ultra modern designs. Like I talk about the Arrow all the time as one of my favorite pens and it, it's just fantastic. So this is a metal barrel eyedropper pen. So I went and looked at this little video and tried to figure out what they were doing and what they've done, I think is pretty unique. I mean, maybe someone's done it before. They say no one's done it before and I haven't seen this before. But if you take a classic Japanese eyedropper, like in the Opus pens that a lot of people um, are very fond of, you just basically unscrew the grip section and get literally an eyedropper and fill it up with ink and drop it into the barrel. And it has a seal off mechanism, right? So the ink's just not like dumping out when you're not using them. Well, this mechanism is engaged when you put the cap on and then disengaged when you take the cap off to write. So the ink actually flows down there and it's kind of smart, right? Okay, so here's the thing. Yep. You're explaining this and I am watching a YouTube video, which I'll put in the show notes. (laughs) I'm watching the video and I'm hearing you explain it and I Uh still don't know what's going on. (laughs) I cannot work out what is happening. Like they're just pouring the ink randomly into the thing and then pushing down the... Grip section? What is that? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. I can't get my head. So we'll have to put in a link to like an Opus, like an Opus eighty eight, uh, an Opus eighty eight, or an Opus eighty eight Halo. Right. If you go look up that picture, you'll see there's essentially a piston rod in the barrel. Um, in the Opus, you can see it because they're translucent. In this barrel, you cannot see. It. So there's a rod inside the barrel, and the only purpose of that rod is to shut off the ink flow to the feed. Okay. So it's not like a piston filler. It's not anything like that. You don't, it's not a filling system per se, but it's a more of a shutoff mechanism. So you're able to, think of it like a vac filler without the ability to fill it, right? It just seals it off. When you screw down that vac filler, it seals off the, the ink vessel from the feed and therefore the ink will not flow further that direction. So with the Opus, you know, it's basically a post in the back that you unscrew 
from the back of the pen and then screw it back in. What this one's doing is it has almost like an inner sleeve that's pushed by the cap going onto the barrel that tightens the seal. And then when you take the cap off to write, the seal opens, so you're not having to do the extra manual step like on an Opus, opening the back of the pen to get the ink to flow. To flow. So like you, I watched this like a dozen times, and I'm kind of fascinated by the whole thing. I, re- I really, just straight up, I do not care for the design of this pen. I really, uh, I have uh, a real uh, problem with the... I will yeah. come back to the design in a second. <laughs> so when you eyedrop the ink in, where is it going? In the barrel. Because it looks like it just... Where I don't understand. So it's going around that piston rod. Okay. Right? Just think of a cylinder with a rod in the center, right? The rod in the center is designed as the seal off. So the ink is going all around that. All right. So when you screw it in, it like mm-hmm. kind of stops the ink from... Going down the feed, yes. So how does it fill the mechanism when you're writing then? So it's it's basically opens the gap from the seal off, right? So it's no longer sealed, so the uh, ink can flow pla- past the stopper. But when you put the cap on, it pushes the, yep. the grip section down, which then mm-hmm. closes the... Exactly. The, mecha- the kind of yep. the, the, the thing. Like everyone should go watch this little video. It's it's I feel it's like I understand it more now. It's still mm-hmm. really weird and I agree with you, this is a super ugly pen. Like it does <laughs> I didn't not say look, that. Well I, I think yeah, it's, I don't like it. I don't know. I don't like diplomat design. I we spoke about it so much. I've never mm-hmm. found a diplomat pen that I think looks good. Like they are just mm-hmm. so not my taste. Yeah. And this one is really so much a uh function over form. Like Right. It is built purely so they can do this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that the design is hurt from that. Like, even the ink window is, like, really uninspired. Like, That's my biggest problem. That's my biggest it, visual design problem. It's in the wrong spot. It's in the wrong spot. It's in the wrong spot, but, like, it's just a cutout. Like, yeah. it doesn't really appear to be any design element to it, mm-hmm. right? Like, so I right. think of, like, a, the spoke pen, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you, I know, the, I think the aluminium is much thicker in your pen, but like it's sloped, right? Mm-hmm. The the ink window or whatever you call it, like the cutouts. Yeah. In all the spoke pens, it's kind of got that slope in it, which makes it right. look like it's more intentional. This right. kind of just looks like they made the pen and were like, oh, we should cut a hole in the side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like the I might get in trouble for this, but it's it's very visionary esque in design, right? It's it's I pretty 100% basic. I agree with you. Oh my god, you've nailed what it was reminding me of, but yeah. I couldn't work it out. It's pretty basic, but it's also like three hundred dollars, you know, Ooh. for this pen as opposed to like something I that mean, with this design is normally like fifty dollars, right? You're paying for the, the, the you're paying for the mechanism, the system, you know, right? And if you like it, if you think this is cool, maybe it will work out for you, but it is not yeah. for me. So this is one of those things I would very much to like to see version two of, right? Sure. This is I'm interest I am interested in this, right? If this works, like the technical part, which I don't see any reason looking at this video for the thousandth time. Technically, I think it's gonna work really well. So I just slap this in an arrow somehow or do something different with this. But yeah, this is very much I wanna see version two of this. Um, ahead of time. Um, 
One funny thing, I don't know if you'll notice this, and we're not going to go through reading this, but they basically did a Google Translate uh, copy-paste into the <laughs> into the uh, Instagram field, which I have a real problem with that you didn't take the care to to correctly uh, translate the the text in there. If you start reading it, just read it to yourself. You'll you'll see all of the the translate errors that came through. Um, it's very problematic. Oh, for that me. is weird. <laughs> and that that's what it looks like to me. It's look like they took like the Google Translate without cleaning it up and just put it in the field here. So I found no that more very risk of running off-putting. out fuel. Yeah, <laughs> I found it very off putting. <laughs> <laughs> Please let me run out of fuel. Yeah. So how anyway. odd? Yeah. So it's an it's an odd pin, but I I think there's something to the design. Like I I appreciate the design, but there is something there that. Um, I would like to see again the next mm. up. Like I'm fine waiting and seeing on this. So mm. um, we'll we'll see if it hold. We'll see once people start getting them if the technical aspects hold up, and then we might see. Well, maybe Diplomat will do something a little bit more interesting with the design of it. Like if I'm going to pay that kind of price for the technology, give it uh, give me a little little better design in there. Yeah. Like Mike the Diplomat Arrow Matrix. No. So I was more. I put this in here. There's really hardly anything to talk about this pen, to be perfectly honest. But I put it in here because I couldn't remember what you thought about the arrows, and you already answered me that well, you don't really care for them. This is actually an Elox. Yes. I still call it the arrow just because it's the it's same, the same general design. design. Yeah. yeah. I but yes, so this is the... Can't. I can't. I No. 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 It doesn't okay. do it for me. Okay. I, I, I thought the same thing, right? Like, I thought the same thing. Then I hit that second link. Did you see the, the movement of yeah. it? Yeah. Like, I still don't think this is for you. And I actually, I don't think it's for me. But it's like, okay, I get this. I like the, like, Matrix-style design. Like, I actually kind of enjoy that. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the shape of Diplomat mm-hmm. pens, like the Aero-style yeah. pen. I especially don't like it when it's capped. I don't know why... People show images of that. I think it looks really bad. I don't yeah. like the finial. I don't like the clip. Uh, and I don't like how large they print Diplomat on the side. <laughs> I, I just, yeah. They just really don't do it for no, me. No, I hear you. They're, it's like very reminiscent of Cross. Mm. For me. I get that. I I don't discount that. But that's why I really didn't have anything to say about this pen other than I wanted to ask you, I couldn't remember your stance on the arrow as a pen that I really enjoy. Mm. Um, and I couldn't remember. Dis- I think Mike doesn't like it. And yeah, you've, you've confirmed. I've never used like it, so. one. I've never used mm-hmm. one. Right. And mm-hmm. so I want to, so I can at least have an opinion there. But the visual of the Diplomat pens it's never really don't thing. do it for me. It, it's not my style at all. I Makes mean, sense. I like more ostentatious design sure. in general, and these are very like straight laced, even when they're matrix themed. I don't disagree. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that I'm they call you. it matrix. Like, I don't think you can do that. I, I don't think same. you can just do that. Same. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't think they should just call it the bullet journal. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. With Squarespace, you can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, services, and even the content that you create, Squarespace has got you covered, and all of this stuff is so easy to do. You just go to Squarespace, and you're like, hey, what kind of website do I want to build? You can choose from their templates. They have so many templates for so many different types of website, types of business. You can customize it with colors. You can put logos in it. They even have like the ability to let, help you make logos if you want to. Um, they, then you can customize everything. It's going to look good on every device. And it's really easy to do. We're just clicking and dragging and dropping. There's no code needed, nothing complicated, but still really powerful. You have all the features you want, but just in an easier, more approachable way to get there. Like if you want to understand where your traffic is coming from, they have all of these insight tools. So you can work out which channels are most effective, like what's driving the most traffic to your website. And then when you have that data, you can improve upon it. You can build a marketing strategy around it. You can see what your top keywords are, what what your most popular content is, what your most popular products is, and you can build on that. And then if you think like, hey, my customers or my visitors seem really interested, they're really engaged, you can then create an email campaign all within Squarespace. So you can start them on the journey to becoming even more loyal customers. Start again with a beautiful template, customize it the way that you want, and then you can send it out. You'll also be able to measure every single send that you do with their built-in analytics tools. But they have everything. You know, I'm talking about this kind of stuff, but even to what I consider the most basic of websites is just to set up a blog, right? No no disrespect, Brad. But like, it's just that, you know, it is like I've, I have something I want to say and I want to put it online. Yeah. Like this is where Squarespace cut their teeth. Like this is where they started. And those tools are so powerful. You could share stories, photos, videos, updates, categorize everything, schedule posts, and do everything you want to all within Squarespace. And then you can expand out even more. You can have a store. You can, you know, you can set an entire business up with Squarespace, basically. It really is incredible. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required. So you can go there, you can build your whole website. Then when you're ready to launch it, use the offer code penaddict. You will get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and also show your support for this show. That's squarespace.com slash penaddict. Then when you sign up, use the offer code penaddict to get 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for the support of the penaddict and Relay FM. You know what time of year it is, Mike? Spooky season. <laughs> Spooky season. It it's horror. It's horror story season here. We haven't done we this haven't in a done... really long time. Yeah, and this came up on stream this week. It's like, oh, I got a horror story I want to share, and it's like, oh yeah, we should get people's horror stories. So, if you're not familiar, if you're newer to the Panic uh, Podcast, we just started getting people's. Um, you know, just like terrible pen experiences, mm-hmm. you know, catastrophes. You know, there's been there's been some great stories um, over the years. We have featured them th- on four episodes, believe it or not. Okay. Episode okay. 329, 336, mm-hmm. 366, and 381. That was the last time we did this. Wow. We were on, in a, on a run there. That was all, wow, that was all within a year. Wow. Yeah. Because we got okay. loads of them. That's why when we first asked. Yeah, yeah. And then I think they started to get like, well, I think, you know, everyone's kind of done the, hey, I dropped the ink mm-hmm. catastrophe situation. So um, we're, we're open for some new stories this yep. year, right? So I got a link in the show notes to the stationary wiki. The wonderful contributors to the stationary wiki have compiled a few things. They have compiled every story. They've abbreviated every story. And also the five Hall of Fame stories. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that we consider to be so bad 
they make it into the Horror Story Hall of Fame. So what we would like you to do is think about, or if you have a story of something terrible that's happened to you, stationary-related, something that happened to pen, ink, notebook, some kind of embarrassing situation, some kind of horrible destruction that has occurred, we want you to send it in to us. Usually these stories tend to be longer, so email, right? Yeah, email. Hello email. at penaddict.com. Hello yep. at penaddict.com and send in your <laughs> horror stories and hopefully we can feature some during the spooky season. Yeah, and you can just put like horror story in the in the mm-hmm. title. It doesn't have to be superficial, but uh, yeah, definitely let me know that it's a horror story if you're going to send it to me, and we'll we'll check some out. We may not read them all, you know, but if we have some some fun ones, we got a really really short and to the point one, Mike, mm-hmm. um, to to kind of kick things th- kick this off. This is from Frimpy. The entirety of the of the letter said, "My daughter's three year old got hold of their mid range Monteverde pen and stabbed the case with the nib of the pen." so the important part isn't just the the sentence we got pictures (laughs) oh no pictures are sometimes very important to the horror story we will have this linked in the show notes it's amazingly horrible (laughs) brad can we hold the judging of this yeah, we can hold judge any judgments on this. I would like um, to revisit this one when we, if we have more. In the context of other stories. Because I'll say this is pretty bad. So I would like this to maybe, aggressive. maybe judge this one later, but <laughs> this is rough. Yeah, so if you can imagine, we'll have a link to the pictures. Um, you can imagine what happens if you know your kid gets a hold of your pen and decides that it is now like a drumstick or you know something that they're just mm-hmm. gonna like bang around. So yeah, it's it's pretty amazing and uh, in, in a bad kind of way. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, there's rough. a quick there's a quick example. We have definitely had some uh, some long stories of love and loss uh, throughout these horror stories, or we've had some you know more shorter uh, you know ink catastrophe type situations. Yeah. So anything you want to send in, send them send them my way, and uh, I would love to to read them on a show uh, in in the near future. From the stream also came up yep. a list of topics so i was uh, you popped in the stream uh yesterday and i was thinking you know let's kind of like refresh my topic list for the podcast and there's some longer form you know some things i really need to think about and put some time into uh working on the topics from you know the the viewers that uh, give me some ideas and some bigger pictures things to work on then we got some shorter kind of quick fire ones that i actually really like um to discuss on the show just like this one from hello addy basically it's really simple what are your top five go-to and trusted inks that you continue to grab time after time and i thought that's a really good question because i do this right like i might have you know 150 bottles of ink or whatever you know obscene number i have but I tend to go for the same group over and over and over again. What are those inks? And I don't know if you kind of do the same thing too. And I think a lot of listeners um, will do this, have this similar thing, right? There's always the one that you're going to go to or because you know it's either a color you like, it's going to perform well, um, you know, it's it's good for the type of paper you use, it's great for the nib you use, whatever, and it's just over and over and over. And I think a lot of people could probably pick out, you know, my, my handful mm-hmm. uh, of inks, but uh, my list looks like this. Number one was pretty easy. It's Pilot Roshizuku Shinkai, right? It's, I, it's my favorite blue-black ink. 
the Rochizuku inks work very, very well for me in all types of pens. Um, I don't just use them in my palettes. I'll use them in anything. Um, and it's it's just fantastic. Second one was, was like the first three were pretty easy for me. Ackermann number twenty eight, Huff Quartier Grown, the the bright yellow green. Um, I currently have it inked up. It's funny out of this list that out of these first few, I think that's the only one I have inked up right now. Oh no, I got some of these other ones inked up. Um, it's just a really bright green, and I'm generally not a green person, but this is just the right shade of green, and it's definitely in that top five most used go to trusted inks. Number three, Robert Oster Fire on Fire. That's the orange ink that I made um, with Robert Oster that I sell on the Pen Addict, and I love that ink. That's definitely my most used orange. I just, I mean, it's, I guess it's obvious because I made it. I should like it, but still, like, I have a lot of oranges, and this is the one that I use the most. I was kind of hemming and hawing on this next one because I already have one blue black on here, but you know what? It's kind of my thing. Like the blue black inks mm -hmm. are kind of my thing. Platinum Mount Fuji blue black. I use all the time. I think I have it inked up more than Shinkai. If I'm being perfectly honest, because I have cartridges of it and I just pop them in my Nakayas. That's what it's in right now. So out of my top five list, that's two black inks. I mean, blue black inks, um, out of that, out of that list. And I, it's kind of different than Shinkai and I, I use them a little bit differently, but I still, it's just, it's an easy choice to pick that ink. And that's kind of what this whole list is, right? What are the, the inks that are just so easy to use and grab and fill? The last one kind of surprised me. And the more I thought about it, the more I tend to reach for it because it's a basic ink that, you know, when I have all this choice of color, sometimes I just want a more basic ink, even counting these two blue-black inks. Platinum Carbon Black, it's just good, right? Sometimes I just want a black ink, especially with my extra fine nibs. I love how car Carbon Black looks. So I will tend to use Carbon Black. Uh, again, it's a kind of a cartridge thing too. I really like cartridges, you know, not all of these come in cartridges, um, but, you know, three of the five do. And I tend to just kind of grab and go sometimes, especially um, with that. So I felt pretty happy with this list. It's like, you know, these five inks I could just use all the time and I'm always picking. I was trying to think of a purple, um, but I couldn't quite narrow it down. So uh, that, that would be the only kind of addition I think for my just like favorite trusted ink. So yeah, that's, that's the deal. What about you? So that Mount Fuji blue black was a limited edition, right? Yeah. But I just bought a bunch of it. <laughs> oh, smart man. They, you know, it was, it was limited when it came out and then they kind of did like a broader release. I don't think it's necessarily hard to find. I bet you could still find it if you looked, but I bought two bottles and like two packs of cartridges. So I have plenty. Okay. So I, saw this question and did not read your list. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I was just like, oh, we'll talk about it. And now mm -hmm. hearing you talk about it, I'm I'm genuinely surprised about the amount of overlap in our list. I am too. I would not I have shocked. assumed that there would really be any. Uh, but Same. There is. Um, so mine is Rubber Oster Fire on Fire, mm -hmm. which is your orange. Obviously, mm -hmm. I'll go for an orange. I think it's my... Uh, I would say Mont Blanc Lucky Orange is my favorite orange color. Yeah, that's a good one. But it is a messy ink, like a lot of it's Mont Blanc. Ink. So it gets crusty if you... Yep, have you ever seen that ink. before? 
Oh yeah, on that particular one. That. And and that does that. So for like color and performance and reliability, I go with Fire on Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Robert Oster Fire and Ice. Yeah, that's a classic. Is that's like the one that we all kind of. That's where everybody discovered Robert Oster, basically, right? It was yeah, like, that's that's the OG. This like the blue ink with the red sheen. It's just a great mm-hmm. blue because um, it's got a bit of character in it. And then also yeah. it became the meme for your ink name because <laughs> it's fire and everything. Then yeah. Akaman 28, which is also on your I'm list. I'm surprised, yeah. It, I was yeah what tr- do you use that in? Uh, my 3776 with the oh, yeah. uh, stack nib and my uh, Wicked Witch um, program. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's which, great. That's perfect. I think that's my best ink pen pairing. Like no doubt, I that was that. a smart idea. Like I feel like I really like knocked that one out of the park, right? That like <laughs> the Wicked Witch of the West uh, ink, is, yep. like the pen is just all purple, and then the ink is green. Um, yep. So they're kind of like orange, blue, green. They're like my typical colors. Um, then I've always enjoyed a pink. Califolio Andronopal was um, like that was there for a long time, but that's been mm-hmm. replaced for me now with uh, Sailor Ink Studio Seven Thirty One. Okay, I think is the most exciting pink. It's wild. It's like pink with that's like a great. bit of a like warm sheen, like an orangey yellow sheen. If you in enough, love it. And then also um, Sailor Ink Studio Seven Seventy, which is. I think not only just a good yellow, I think is the only yellow worth using because it's a yellow ink that you can actually see because mm. most yellow inks that I've tried and I've tr- and I have, I own like four yellow inks um, because I wanted, I've been, I was trying a bunch of yellow inks for my Canalea Halea color silhouette mm-hmm. and I was always underwhelmed that the yellow inks would like fade into the paper basically. Like I bought a couple of Robert Oster ones and they were either too light or if they got too dark, they became brownie, like kind of ambery, which I didn't enjoy. Right. But this is an incredibly vivid ink. It's 770. Um, yeah. So I really that, love it. That reminds me, I have like, this one's probably close to making my list, but it's yellow, so I don't use it that much. But uh, the Daikokuten, the um, the Pilot of Roshizuku 101st Anniversary, edition ink that i it, that's my yellow and it's not that far off from 770 i don't think i own this um, and i, I think really like gold, it golden more golden or something but i prefer 770 yep yep i get that this I is a that. great so ink but mm-hmm. i'm also again like for me i don't like to rely on inks that are limited editions i agree with that like yeah so like the the idea of this is like well is this my top five top five list of inks and it's like maybe it's like i don't know i don't know like my top five recommendations like i'm not putting carbon black on my you know if i was going to recommend my top five just general ink recommendations carbon black wouldn't make the list mount fuji wouldn't make the list for the limited edition aspect of it I but still uh, don't with think, the other ones like i maybe? still don't think to- a top five ink makes sense i think yeah. the most you could do is top five ink brands yeah yeah it's just there's too it's too wide well because it's also color is like very subjective it is it is so yeah it's definitely a brand thing yeah but i do like this um you know thinking about this is like i really reach for this group of inks just over and over and over again it's like i try i'll go look at all the inks i have on my shelf and i'll try to pick something different it's like nah let me just use shinkai (laughs) because i know it's amazing so my main takeaway 
from this process because I was like looking through what I'm currently inked or whatever is basically uh, you got to get your hands on some Sailor Ink Studio if you've never before. Yeah, Sailor Ink Studio colors are amazing. They so did a good. really good job. Yeah. Yep. Um, I there. Yeah, I forget the one that I keep that's been like perpetually on my shop shopping list. It's one of the the purpley one of the kind of the, there's a blurple one that I need to get. I need to figure out that number, so I'll I'll work on that. Problem is they're horribly named. Uh, they are because there's they so are. many. I know it what does, it did. It's so many of them, but yeah. it makes it really complicated. Yeah, there's only one that people recognize, and it's one two three, which it's the most popular and has the is, easiest name to remember. Is that the gray one? But um. Yeah, it's it's gray, pink, green, like very, very yeah. wild shading and sheening. Yeah, yeah, it's the standout like color. Like I don't know that it's not even close to the most usable, but it's the oh, this is very different. Yeah, you know, it's like super different from anything else. I guess they're kind of lucky super, that they had a weird ink for number one, two, three, right? <laughs> yeah, I, did I, yeah, I don't know that that was on purpose. I think it just kind of happened yeah. that way, which is great. It was great. So um, something random that I, I ran across this week when I was just, you know, browsing around stationary sites. Um, we haven't done like a full planner deep dive. We talked about it, um, you know, a week or two ago when I was talking about what I'm going to use for, for next year. I happened to see this Midori diary pop up on uh, JetPens. It's called the Habino and it's an A6 size. And I don't know if people have asked for this format before. But I was looking at this it's like, oh, what is this? This is very nice, very interesting. It looks like, you know, a Hobonichi Techo, like the A6 size, the smaller size. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, it's 768 pages. And I was like, what is the layout uh, here? Uh, for a second, I thought you were going to say it's $768. <laughs> I was like, why? Why is it? <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, maybe. But like, Turns it, out it's, it is, it's not actually a planner. It's a customized life plan. And like every day you open the book and it tells you what you're going to do. $768. It's, yeah. <laughs> so it is expensive. It is $63, but. That's a steal I, now. I, I'm trying to think if anyone has ever asked for like two page per day layouts, but that's what this is. So that's why it's so big, right? We talk about one page per day planners I mean, as being, you know, like a pretty sizable. This is literally two pages well, per day. This feels like it's made for the non-trademark bullet journal crowd, right? More space right. feels like a that's what you want. So you can do all the doodles and the like write right. the weather and I'm not, so like your I, daily. I'm not, I'm, this sounds like I'm being disparaging. I'm not. It's like no, no, no. But it's no, like no. a whole yeah. thing, right? And and you put yeah. a lot of work into it visually. The more space you have for that, the better, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know if this layout is unique. I just haven't seen it before, so I wanted to bring that to people's attention. If you're looking for something like you literally open it up, your two page spread is one day. Like the the one image is like June 25th. It crosses both pages, and it's only a six size, so it's still like small ish. But yeah, that's still yeah. that's a lot of space. But yeah, it's uh like if you if you run out of space on your day page a day planner, here's a two page per day. And I I thought it it just really caught my eye as uh, something interesting if, if people are looking for that so I, who knows who knows so it was good stuff so last thing mike i snuck this in at the bottom i did a thing i did a thing it's art it's already kind of vanished <laughs> quickly the first round of it has, has vanished but i did a thing i launched kind of a collaboration pen with montegrappa 
Um, it's called the Venetia uh, Rio della Toletta fountain pen, and it's not a collaboration. Then I got that I got to design like all of it, but I got to pick like a specific like limited edition color for the pen attic shop. So I just wanted to bring this up. Um, we've already sold the first batch of them uh, to pen attic members. Uh, there's going to be another batch of uh, 25 pens. This is a very limited limited run. There's only 100 pens, and I'm bringing them in 25 at a time just because they're very expensive. Um, what do you think about this material? I mean, I'm gonna put you on the it spot and like, not that you're going to say it's terrible, like to me, but yeah, no, I, I had it in my mind to buy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the kind of layer came into my life. And I'm sorry. About yeah, that. exactly. Make a choice no, cause that's similar. I'm doing the price. same thing. Um, I, well, I'll say I like the material a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand what's going on here right because like it has yeah. a lot of color and a right. lot of texture but it doesn't look like say the canalea in you know what Not i mean it's like it's weird all the lines are very straight like yeah which you don't normally see it so has I a bought- kind of a look of like if you melted a bunch of crayons mm-hmm. or something it would look yeah, like it's very it's really a very streaky design yeah so what happened was i bought a pink model of this pen in at the san francisco pen show and I didn't really know much about it. I was just taken by, well, one, I love Montegrappa. Two, mm-hmm. I love the pin shape. Three, I love the pin material. And it was this really bright pink. And we talked about it on, on the on the show uh, before. And like, I just, I've been loving it. And so I was, when I, was, I bought it from a, a shop called a Flax Pen to Paper um, out of LA. And they were at the San Francisco Pen Show. And they were telling me about this pen. It was like, yeah, it was, you know, limited to like 50 units. And I was just like really taken aback by this whole design and color and beauty of it so being that um monte grappa is is carried in the u.s by our friends at kenro industries i went over to kenro at the same show it's like i could do 50 limited edition pins would monte grappa ever work with me to like you know make something for the pen attic shop and you know i i told this story in, in refill and they were like well you know let us think about it that's not something we normally do right you know they're normally like retail first and you know working with you know like a essentially a, you know a blogger podcaster person like me even though like we're really good friends like you know that's not always like in company's best interest right and i get mm-hmm. that um like i totally understand that so i i went back to them later they they called me over later it's like what do you think about this and it turns out so that pink pen that i bought was something that the flex pen to paper uh, shop had picked up from Montegrappa. And there were five different colors that Montegrappa made 50 of. And would I like to pick one of those colors exclusive for me? And then this was one of my choices, the Rio della Toletta. And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> like, it was a real easy decision. I was like, yes, let's do that. So that's how it came about. So, um, you know, the there's going to be some more. So the first um, 25 were put on sale this week and sold out very, very quickly. I'm selling them at a very uh, good price. I'm doing this, like, it's really kind of like, I explain it to the members as, as like, it's kind of like a glorified group buy, right? I'm not making a lot of money from this because it's very expensive and I'm just wanting to pass that on to, pass on, you know, the the deal I can get uh, to members so they can have a cool pen. So I'm going to get the next 25 in. So uh, stay tuned for that here in the next few weeks. But I'm very happy um, with how this pen turned out. 
very happy with the response to it. And now I just have to get to shipping to shipping this uh, first batch, which I have not done yet because I've been a, a, a little bit under the weather here the, the past couple of days. So we need another day to get into the shipping department um, and finish up this project. But there will be more and uh, you're going to see me using this pen a lot. So I'm very, very happy with it turned out. And uh, I was glad to be able to uh, pick up this Montegrappa for uh, the pen addict shop is pretty neat to be able to do. I hope this is the start of many. Uh, I also yeah, you never know. You never know. Eventually, you decide to make money on them, though. Won't <laughs> be my suggestion. Bad at capitalism. Hey, Brad, bad at you capitalism, do Mike. You right, but like, mm-hmm. I would I pick and recommend... choose my spots. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Sometimes I know. I know this feeling. I've done it. Sometimes you just want to do a thing because you think it would be fun to do it. Right. right. So like right. me and Gray did a thing a while back where we did a poster print and we signed them and mm-hmm. we lost money on it by the time that we right. had it done. And uh, then I had them all reprinted because I wasn't mm-hmm. well happy with like the way they were printed. The color wasn't right. So we did it again. And then we had to buy a bunch of packing materials so we could ship them correct. Like it was like <laughs> right, a whole thing. Right. Um, but I wanted to do it. So it was just fun to do it. So I understand that. But like, you know, just... I just want you to keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I didn't have two other projects in, in the hopper, like it, okay. it might've been a little bit different, but it's like, I just want to do this because it's, because I can like, and it's a fun thing to do. It's I'm be a so nice thing to do. It's like, I want though, the pen. So. I mean, are you selling yours cheaper than the other vendors are selling theirs? Oh yeah. And they let you lot. do that. That was the only reason why I, I took the, uh, why I was able to do this to to begin with. Hmm. I'm surprised they let you do it. Honestly. So I'm pleased. Uh, but I am pleased too. It's so. a w- it's weird. It's weird. It is. It's weird, it is. right? Like if it I'm is. one of the other vendors, I'm like, well, what's this Brad Dowdy yeah. doing? Well, maybe that on. That's why we're we're keeping this on the download. Don't tell anybody, Mike. Oh, we're keeping it on the download by talking about <laughs> it on the show. That makes sense. That makes sense. I get you. I get you. This part. Oh yeah, I was. This part's all being edited out, right? When I actually put in this. Oh, show. absolutely. Is Great. this the show? No, 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 no. We'll go back to the show now, and this part never happened anyway, so it's not a problem. All right, get us out of here. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Pen Addict. If you want to find our show notes, you can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 534, or you can find them in your podcast app of choice. Uh, Thank you to our sponsor, Squarespace, for their support of this week's episode. If you want to find Brad online, go to penaddict.com. He is at Dowdyism on Twitter, Penaddict on Instagram, and streaming multiple times a week, three times, at twitch.tv slash penaddict. Don't forget, to if you have a horror story, please let us know. Mm. You can send them in by emailing to hello at penaddict.com with horror story in the subject line. We want to hear the terrible things that have happened (laughs) with you and your stationery for a spooky episode sometime, hopefully in October. (laughs) Would make the most <laughs> sense, but who could tell? You know what I mean? Who, knows? who could know? Um, if you want to find me online, never stopped us before. Exactly. I'm at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and you can buy yourself a theme system journal by going to cortexmerch.com. It's that time of year, nearly. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs> <laughs>